Welcome to the Advice and Insights Podcast with David L. Bonson. Well, hello. Welcome to this week's Advice and Insights Podcast. This is David Bonson. I'm the Chief Investment Officer of the Bonson Group, and we're bringing you a very quick but very hard-hitting weekly podcast uh, giving you our advice and our insights on a particular subject each week. And this week, that subject is the Financial Transactions Tax. Uh, it's being referred to as FTT for shorthand. I can think of some other F words to use. Besides, uh, you, you know, I don't mean by that what you think I mean by that. Okay, maybe I do. Listen, financial transactions tax is not something I'm going to give you commentary on on a political level here today. Uh, as much as you may be interested in hearing my political take, I want to talk about it from an investor standpoint. Now, first of all, there is a sort of political backdrop because we have to kind of get the facts straight. Um, the reason why this isn't something concerning markets right now is it is, you know, really has no is going nowhere, at least until potentially after the 2020 election. It's being brought forward by a, a liberal Democratic congressman from Hawaii and another liberal Democratic congressman from Oregon. It has the uh, backing of the very uh, high profile uh, Ocasio-Cortez uh, AOC out of New York. She's not a co-author of the bill, but was an early endorser. Presidential candidate in 2015, Bernie Sanders, who is now a presidential candidate in 2020 as well, um, endorsed it back in 2015 when he was running for the 2016 presidential race, endorsed a version of it, the concept of it. He has not yet spoken on this particular bill. The only uh, presidential candidate who has come out in favor of it so far is Democratic Senator Kristen Gillibrand in New York. Uh, that's insignificant in the sense that she's kind of a D-team player as a political candidate for president at this time. But it's significant in the fact that she's run in the past off of being a kind of kiss-up to Wall Street. And so it's very interesting that she's willing to put a line in the sand off of a bill that obviously would be very offensive to Wall Street and um, is not a particularly thoughtful bill. So what is a financial transactions tax in this particular version? They're proposing a 10 basis point charge on every financial transaction, a buy or sell of a stock or a bond or a derivative. And, and so 10 basis points equals 0.1%. So to put it in perspective for you, right now, if an individual investor goes and buys $10,000 of a stock, they're going to pay $4.95 at most of your kind of discount brokerage firms. You know, that's the institutional rate available to a lot of the RIAs through the primary custodians out there. So on average, if you're looking at 5 bucks as a trade, well, 10 basis points would mean another uh, $10 on top. So it would be, take a $5 charge and make it a $15 charge. Um, now, you could say that that doesn't seem like a whole lot of money. But, of course, on the margin, it's a significant amount. And when you apply it within like a 401k account, a study that I read this morning says that they believe it's equivalent to increasing annual operating expenses of 401ks by 0.31%, almost a third of a percent. When you apply that across the different turnover and volume of trading that would take place in a regular per portfolio. Um there's a lot of things that are wrong with it. Um, I'll spare the political commentary because I think it's kind of self-explanatory. It's obviously – they're calling it the Wall Street Tax Act. So it plays to a certain class envy. It plays to a certain 
uh, rancor that may exist in a populist setting against um, against uh, the financial, you know, pillars of society. Uh, that's nothing new. Um, it's getting to be a bit more mainstream. Don't forget Elizabeth Warren has proposed a 3% wealth tax, not on income, but just on one's balance sheet. If they're over a certain amount of wealth, they'd pay 3% a year off their net worth. Um, and then uh, 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 a, the aforementioned AOC has proposed a 70% top marginal rate just to kind of, I guess, um, pass all of our European friends in the highest tax rate. So, so you know, there's a number of these things that are floating out there that all kind of have a similar political strand to them. But in this case, from an investor standpoint, um, you just have to remember a really, really basic and easy law of economics. And, this is, and that is this. There's no revenue from this at all that does not come from only one place, one place alone. And that one place is investor returns. Investor returns are decreased by the amount of this tax. This tax will not curtail high-frequency trading. First of all, who cares if it does? There is no empirical evidence that there is some market actor being adversely affected. But let's just suppose that we thought there was. They have the ability to get around it in so many ways, to move trading offshore, to move to different domiciles. Um, and you don't punish middle-class people for what you, if you have a particular social agenda you want to go after a a more institutional or professionalized trader. It just, um, I think that we have plenty of precedent for why these things end up not working out the way they're anticipated. And when I say precedent, I studied a paper this morning from a um, Berkeley professor of all places. You wouldn't expect uh, the University of Cal Berkeley to be a place that would be putting out papers in defense of uh, private enterprise all the time. But they looked at Italy's implementation of a tax like this and the utter uh, chaos it created in their own capital markets. And then in France in 2012, and what a severe impact it had on liquidity in their market as it impacted trading volumes. And came to the conclusion that it didn't raise anywhere near the revenue it was, it was promised, and it did increase a lot of the side effects that were not promised. So the net result uh, ends up being uh, unforeseen consequences, unintended consequences, um, hurting over time small investors, middle-class people through their pension funds, their 401ks, their IRAs, their stock trading, um, and ignoring the fact that those that have the wherewithal and sophistication to avoid it have the means and so forth to do so anyways. Um, it is a money grab and not a thoughtful one at that that will do uh, basically this. It will take money from where it is needed most in our economy, which is in uh, investment, productivity, um, and capital formation. And it will take it from there to move it to where it is needed the least in society, which is in governmental forms of redistribution. So for those who value the concept of efficient capital allocation, this tax is something to watch. Now, why do we as a market... Uh, manager as a as a portfolio um, analyst need to pay attention to this if I don't think it's going anywhere. Well, because based on the results of the 2020 election, it could end up going somewhere. And so we have to pay attention to it. And uh, I will just start off with the argument that it is uh, it is not something that would be good for investors. And we'll see if cooler heads prevail. That's our advice. That's our insights. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We hope you will Subscribe, share it with friends, rate us, 
Give us five stars, whatever you feel inclined to do. But in the meantime, enjoy your weekend and reach out to us with any questions anytime. Thank you for listening to our Advice and Insights podcast with David L. Bonson. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and it's not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.